It's time to start your life the way it is meant to be. There's only one time when it will be too late, and you don't want to wait for that. This is Now or Never. The choice is yours. Your host is Karen Wright. Today, you're about to meet some amazing people. The stories are not always happy ones, but they define a healing process. Listen with an open mind and an open heart. Now, here is Karen Wright. Welcome listeners to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. And thank you for taking the time and choosing now to be with me today, along with my two wonderful guests, Wendy Benson and Beth Myers. How are you both doing today? Oh, so happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited to be here with you today, Karen. Thank you. Oh, I am excited to have you both here. Listeners, today's show is about claiming your health with confidence. Stepping into the unfamiliar care can be scary, especially when the care of people you love is at stake. Today's episode, I will join authors and entrepreneurs, Wendy Benson and Beth Myers, in a conversation about finding freedom as you navigate the healthcare system. These experts have learned that you don't have to be in bondage to a system you don't understand but that you can move forward in freedom and confidence in the unfamiliar space of hospitals and doctor's office. When I read this, the whole, you know, after I talked to you, um, Wendy, with our last meeting and our last interview together, I have wished I had known you two years ago when I was going through a lot of um, healthcare things with aging parents and the whole you know, you say you're a concierge. I want a concierge. <laughs> <laughs> and now I found a concierge in the health system <laughs> for all my guests. And I just think that this is something that is um, a unique, unique situation, a unique um, like job description that I've never heard before. And maybe I'm just being naive. Maybe this is not, you know. I don't know. Here we go. We're going into this system. But I just, before we start, I just want to just, with my heart, tell you both, thank you for being here today. And as we begin each session, we always do a grounding, um, a grounding, and I ask that my listeners join the guests and myself as we close our eyes, take a deep breath in, and release And take another deep breath in and release, allowing that beautiful breath of life to enter every cell through your organs, through your bloodstream. Take another deep breath in and release. And now put your hands up on your shoulders like you're giving yourself a big hug. Give yourself a hug and repeat out loud or to yourself, I am worthy of my love. Let's say that three times. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. Take another deep breath in and release. 
Then tapping three times on your chest, repeating the word accept. Accept, accept, accept. Another deep breath in. And release. Listeners, I hope that you feel present as we begin the show today and allowing that peace to be with you and just that, the knowledge and understanding that you are loved and that you are amazing. At the beginning of each show, I always do an affirmation and I invite my guests as I read the affirmation Each of you have the opportunity to share with the listeners what your thoughts were. I never look at the card before the show, so you guys know. So it's always a shock (laughs) to me. So the affirmation is, I am peace. I am peace. So, Wendy, what was the first thing that came into your mind when I read that? Um, so I was with some family members this weekend. Um, my aunt unexpectedly passed away. And what I wish for anyone who's missing someone is to be at peace and to feel that peace. That's really powerful for me to see that and hear that right now, Karen. Thank you. I'm, I'm, you're so welcome. I didn't choose it. The universe did. So <laughs> the connection is amazing with every show, how the affirmation card just goes hand in hand with the theme or situations, experiences, stories that my guests have gone through. So thank you for sharing. And Beth, what about you? So I've had a really busy morning with some patients and actually a family member who's in the hospital um, as well. And so it's just being able to sit there for the last couple minutes and take a couple deep breaths for yourself really helped me be at peace. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. You're so welcome. Listeners, taking the time, taking your breath, take a deep breath in. And remember, I am peace. This is what this life is about. Peace and calmness in the in the horrific storms that we go through and the ups and the downs. Finding that inner peace will allow you to look more clearly, to open up and realize that everything's going to be okay. Everything will be okay. So write that affirmation on the mirror, on your sticky note, like I, my mirrors are covered, and this week will be I am peace. So universe, thank you for, for dropping that card into my lap today. I want to introduce both Wendy and um, Beth kind of at the same time, because this, this um, today's show is going to be a little bit different, where we're going to be talking back and forth with all of us together at the same time, instead of one guest, and then the next guess after the break. Um, There's so much power between the two of them and what they've been through and their experiences that I I don't want to jip them off because I know know they have a lot to say today. I want to introduce them and read a little bit about their bio. Wendy Benson and Beth Myers are the leaders of Two by Two Health, private health concierge which supports people and their loved ones on their healthcare journeys. With over, with over 40 years of combined clinical experiences as an OT and RN, they are dedicated to helping others improve their health and their quality of life. Their experiences with their patient cases 
and communicating with the medical teams behind them provided for their contacts of their international selling book, The Confident Patient. And I'm really excited to um, dive a little deeper about that book because to me, it's very powerful. Um, You both have been featured on top media outlets, including ABC, NBC, Fox, and um, 560 AM, which is really cool with Windy City Live. I love that. You mentioned the Healthcare Times and Chicago Health Magazine. You guys are powerhouses. I just want to say that as I'm going through, all the bios I receive from my guests are incredible. And I just, every week, I enjoy reading through the bios and going, oh, my goodness, how lucky I am with being introduced to these beautiful guests every single week. And I want you both to know that. I am very touched. Okay, so where do we want to start first? Let's start maybe a little bit about your health company, Beth. Two by Two Health. Um, when was it started and what is the company all about? Sure. So um, I'm, I'm a nurse and spent over 16 years in a major academic medical center in Chicago in various clinical and managerial roles. I decided to start my company after I saw patients and families frustrated not knowing where to turn or navigate in the complicated healthcare system. The creation of the company was born out of a desire to help patients um, and actively partner with their medical team to navigate the healthcare system so they can move as quickly and efficiently as possible. Um, Now, over six years, 2 by 2 Health is a team of experienced healthcare professionals who help fill those gaps. We have over 35 nurses that work with us. Um, And we provide coordination of services, clinical companionship, and recovery care for individuals and their families. We are based in Chicago. We believe everyone is part of the same care team. The team is built on mutual respect and sharing a common goal. With the complexities of healthcare and the complicated, challenging information being delivered, um, they need to know where to communicate. We We need to guide them on where to go, translate, and advocate for them. By, pro, by proactively empowering individuals and their families, we ensure that they can make informed decisions and create better outcomes and feel more confident about their health care. Now, all of that is amazing to me. Is there, do you have to be contracted with, just because of insurance and things like that, right? You, were, you, know, you go to a certain doctor because insurance will cover it. How does that work with your program? Right. So we are private pay. So insurances do not cover our services, which is, 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 can, is a positive and negative, right? So if a, um, an insurance company says you need to see a certain doctor and that doctor is not the right choice for you, maybe doesn't have enough um, years of doing a type of procedure and you don't feel comfortable, we can actually talk with the insurance company and ask for a peer-to-peer evaluation and see if we can change that. So it's kind of, it's, it's good and bad that we're not connected with somebody or get paid through their, for their services. So you're, so basically you are, you are representing your clients a hundred percent. Right. We're advocating for the patient. Yeah. Okay. Not trying to gear to the one doctor you're contracted with or this facility over here. Cause you guys are an open book, ready to help wherever you can depending on the, what the client, what your client needs at that time. Right. Absolutely. Okay. That's beautiful. So then, but how, Wendy, how did you get involved with two by two? How did you two meet? And all so, this. Yeah. Well, so I want to hear the love story. 
So I'm an occupational therapist by background, and um, I just had an incredibly um, depth of experience early on in my career. My husband moved around a lot. And so I worked with people that had brain injuries, people who had spinal cord injuries, people who had hand injuries, people who were um, going through um, recovery from a stroke. And so I had a lot of experiences really early on in my career, which was amazing. Um, but with those experiences came this um, desire to learn more and more about healthcare globally, not just about occupational therapy, physical therapy, and speech therapy. So I got my MBA and started working in a lot of different areas at level one trauma centers in terms of operations. And so through that experience, you really see the patient's experience through their eyes. You know, if you're working with pharmacy and engineering and housekeeping, all these pieces are so integrally important to the patient. And so I know Beth from working at Rush University Medical Center here at uh, here in Chicago where, um, where I was a service line administrator for general surgery and cancer center. And when she told me about this, this exciting opportunity that she was starting this business six years ago, five years ago, I joined her because I just wanted to be a part of something where you're really impacting healthcare at the most granular level. You're partnering with patients and their family and their support system, which just makes such a big difference. That is cra- that's not crazy, but the whole how people come into your life for a reason, right? There's no chance meetings is my favorite saying. There are no chance meetings. People cross paths at a certain time for a certain reason. And Beth, you had mentioned you have 35 healthcare providers. Are they they all RNs or some OTs like what Wendy is? No, we all are RNs, but then we also have some dietitians um, that we added to the team this year, which has been great. Yeah. The health... Food has a lot to do with the health, that whole Absolutely. Food, sleep, yes, it all is coming together. You you, you have to have them all. And I really believe in the multidisciplinary approach. You know, everyone brings something different to the table. Um, So it's been great to get everyone's, uh, you know, view and and thoughts on a patient. So, Wendy, as an OT, um, I know what that is, but what is an OT? Someone's like, an OT, don't know what that is, you know? Right, yeah. and well, even if you hear the whole term occupational therapy, it's not extremely clear. So, <laughs> so an occupational therapist really helps someone get, you know, as it become as independent as possible. So really focusing on function. So if someone um, had ankle surgery and um, is having trouble um, with mobility, even if a physical therapist is helping them with their range of motion and walking, Are they able to dress themselves? Are they able to bathe themselves? Are they able to get to the kitchen and make a snack for themselves or their family? So as an occupational therapist, you really focus on function and getting just as independent as possible. And sometimes it's working on strengthening, you know, muscles and, and, or sometimes it's learning a new way of doing things. Yes. And that's, um, there is a huge range, just like you said. From helping, you know, get through after surgery, but there's even more. So my daughter, um, when she was younger, when she was little, I did occupational therapy with her because she was delayed and and learned she was born with seizures. And so she was delayed in learning and um, you know, the fine motor skills, the large motor skills, and all of that. So occupational therapy goes hand in hand with any age and any anything that someone has gone through. Um, and I think that's, it's, it takes a, it takes a, um, 
a type of person to be a nurse, RN, occupation to be in the healthcare system. Like you have to have patience, <laughs> but you also have to have boundaries. And I'm sure there's a fine line. It, you know, has there been any situations you can share? I'm putting you both on spot um, to where like all of a sudden you had to be like <clears throat> very much boundary oriented with a, you know, with a patient going, nope, this is happening. Does that happen a lot or no? So Wendy has really helped me with that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she, can, she can be the voice of reason um, because she, she, and maybe it is that occupational background, you know, because it d- deals with executive functioning and, and a, a lot of other pieces. Um, but yes, you know, I've, I've talked to Wendy about situations and I'm like, what do we do? And, and she's just like, we need to do X, Y, and Z. And that's the beauty of working with, you know, we're such a great fit because she has strengths where there definitely are my weaknesses and so and vice versa so it, it's great that com- we complement each other my um husband and i are a great compliment like it's just it's it's funny how relationships go and um how great it is that it's it's worked this well together yeah i did too what about you um wendy have you been like to a point where you're like well, I, you know, I think each person comes from their own place, right? So I do think that for some people, they need more boundary setting than others. For some people, they need more, more of us being patient than others. So I think really assessing a situation, just like I'm sure, Karen, when you have different guests, you do things differently. When Beth and I have different patients, we do things differently. There are some people that kind of want to be told what to do. They're after their surgery, they're like, no, I want to know what's safe, how many exercises, what position can I be in? What medications do I take when? And there are some people that are like, I just really need some companionship and reassurance and know that I'm doing the right thing. So you really have to tailor your approach depending on what someone needs because everyone's so different. And that's so <laughs> true. Where the concierge comes in, you know, really in this in this field. That well, yes, because you're there to to please everybody, right? They're paying they're paying you. Yes. And so you kind of have to watch that too, right? There is that fine line where, yes, they're paying you. They are your patients and clients. And there's that, you know, love-hate relationship. I'm sure that goes on <laughs> between them, right? Yeah. With any partnership, partnership, you know, you always have that love and not so much love. I hate the word. I don't like the word hate. <laughs> and I just said it twice. <laughs> my oh, my goodness. Listeners, stay tuned. We will be right back with Wendy Benson and Beth Myers as we dive a little bit deeper into their book, The Confident Patient. We'll be right back after this message. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Paths Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul, page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth. Live now and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. We have had the privilege of speaking with Wendy Benson and Beth Myers today about their company, 2 by 2 Health, a private health concierge. And they really are. Like we were talking behind the, like behind the scenes. It's like a relationship that they have with their clients. And not just with the clients, but also with family members. I'm sure there's a whole rippling. It's not just one that sometimes you're, you're dealing with more, you know, it's kind of like when you're a school teacher and you're the, the dealing with the kid is fine, but then you have the parents and then you have the grandparents coming in and they all have their opinions about how everything should be run. And you're like going, ah, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I'm sure there's like those situations that can be very delicate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, family dynamics. I mean, every family has its own unique balance, you know, based on the number of kids, based on, you know, where people are located and based on, you know, who's somebody who's more of a decision maker than another. So yeah, family dynamics are always interesting. It's part of, it's part of what we have the opportunity to work with. Right. And every family has it. So don't think that, oh, my family for them that, you know, my family's different. They're They're all the same. You don't have the perfect family. (laughs) I was always like, my kids are not the perfect. Whenever there was a problem or issue, my kid was involved. I'm like, what did they do? (laughs) (laughs) I apologize first. I am so sorry. I'm not sure what's going to come out there. I have my youngest like that. Never knew what she was going to say. And so I always apologize first. Not for her speaking and and speaking her truth, but not knowing what she's going to say, because I love the fact she wanted to share. She's just very open, (laughs) but sometimes (laughs) things came out. I was like, (laughs) that wasn't supposed to be talked about. (laughs) So I'd always apologize up front. Not sure what she's going to say, but she, it is what it is. Just let her talk. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. And I want to know a little bit about your book, The Confident Patient. So who wants to start with that? 
I could kick us off if you want. Okay. I love it. Wendy, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm happy to. So um, as you mentioned at the beginning, you know, Beth and I um, both have had lots of years of experience in healthcare. And when working together at 2 by 2 Health, we noticed that even though each person in their family has their own unique needs, there were just these common themes that were emerging. And because we're Chicago-based, we thought, how can we spread this um, this information more globally? How can we really share this information? This is something that I wish I would have had when my mom was terminally ill 25 years ago. What we wanted to do is write something that was informal. You know, if someone wants to Google things that are going on with the healthcare situation, there's enough scientific things out there and things that you can't really trust out there. What right. we wanted to do is really put together a guide to help people through these healthcare crises. So really, it's, you know, with these common themes, we really wanted to put together some patient stories, sample questions that people can ask, and really a plan of action moving forward so that you know what to do um, with these situations are so hard. And we also included a lot of advice from medical professionals who we interviewed across the country. Was it, um, as you interviewed with the medical profession, was there an arrangement, you know, when, from one extreme to the other of um, responses from your questions or were they all pretty? We had, um, well, there, some of the common themes definitely are that the medical professionals that we interacted with, physicians, you know, both med- medicine and surgical, um, nurse practitioners, nurses, the common theme really was we want families and our patients to be involved. If we say something that you don't understand, please tell us. We want to know. We want you to be engaged in this process. The other common theme is getting a second opinion. Do not be afraid of getting a second opinion. I mean, I think that it's human nature to think, oh, I don't want my medical, you know, I don't want my team to think I'm questioning them. They want you to do it. They want you to feel engaged in the next steps. And if you get that second opinion, you hear the same information, then that's just affirmed. If you hear different information, that's a great opportunity to tell each of them, like, hey, this one said this, this one said this, help me understand what's the best situation for myself or my family member. So those are two of the key themes that we heard again and again. And it was really, really inspirational to hear that. Well, and it kind of goes hand in hand with our our affirmation today. They clients need to have that. The patients need to have that peace. Yeah. With what right. they hold, right? And the families have to have to have that too in order to move forward with any procedures. What is the most common procedures or the most um, like in the book when you're with this book that you and the clients? Do you talk mostly about like rehabilitation or aging? Like, what is the Where's the theme at with that? I, I would say it's pretty broad. So um, both adults and pediatric surgeons we talked with, um, pulmonary issues, so lung issues, um, orthopedic surgeons, so talking a lot about you know hip surgeries, knee surgeries, uh, neurologic concerns, so brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, um, and then really just across the board in terms of like making sure that when we're talking about like your medical records and different questions to ask, but really all ages and all diagnoses, cancer um, has a pretty significant role in the book because that's an area where there's even probably more teamwork that's required um, when you're dealing with a cancer diagnosis. Perhaps you're dealing with you know, an oncologist and a surgeon and a radiologist. So that has a prominent position in the book as well. So how can people find your book? So um, they should go to our website, which is 2by2health.com. So it's the number two x 
the number two health.com. Um, it does take, you know, it's, it's available on Audible. It's available on paperback um, through Amazon. But on our website, we also have um, our new companion piece, which is a video series, The Confident Patient in a New World. Because what we realized is the second you put something out on paper, things change, especially within the last two years. So what we do is have regular interviews with medical professionals um, across the country talking about what we do now. Um, Some things have changed and some things haven't. So for a while, you maybe couldn't take someone to the doctor's office with you because of some restrictions. Now we're finding either more places are allowing someone to bring or you can make a special request because that's really important. Right. Well, and the whole COVID thing, um, you know, with the rising numbers again, I'm sure that has done a lot of, I mean, people get nervous. Like, I know I'm sick, but do I really have to go into the doctors? Like, what's my next step? And what, Beth, what advice would you give to that, to those patients? You know, you know, I always say, you know, when everyone else was closing down, the hospital stayed open. They know how to deal with this. They're wearing masks you know, everyone there is wearing a mask. I can't get to my office without putting a mask on, which is completely different than the grocery stores a couple months ago. So um, it is safe. If you have any questions at all, I recommend that you reach out on the patient portal and you talk to your your clinical team that way. Just send a message saying, I felt a lump in my breast or um, I lost 10 pounds um, and I I haven't been trying. You know, whatever your concerns are, send a message. Maybe you can do a video conference with your doctor or teleconference. Um, Maybe you need to come in, but it is safe to go to the doctor. I highly recommend you're going to be in a better place if you go to the doctor and talk it out, maybe get some tests done. And if, if there's something we need to deal with, let's deal with it. Let's now put it off a couple more months and then you can't deal with it. It's too late. So I absolutely 100% make sure you're communicating with your clinical team. Yeah. And I, I've heard just lately the last, you know, COVID was, you know, dropping down the numbers are starting back up again. And so Utah, we've been pretty, pretty safe, mm-hmm. you know, because we're, we kind of spread out. We're kind of to ourselves. <laughs> my house (laughs) yeah but I know it's I know right now that they're not doing secondary surgeries like if like knee replacement Mm -mm. no really so in Chicago um our numbers have gone up but they have not stopped elective surgeries so everything is still um, status quo. I heard down in Southern Illinois, I heard Kentucky's cases are going up and they're starting to slow down surgeries there, but it hasn't come up to the Chicago area yet. And hopefully it doesn't. I know. It's this, the, the crazy thing about this with the whole COVID thing and the healthcare professions, um, hands down to them, to all of you guys for what you've gone through and you continue to go back day after day and putting your lives at risk because you can catch it, you know, especially before the vaccine came out. And so kudos and shout out and love and light to all of the health people. I love you guys. Um, And I think we don't, a lot of times we take it for granted what you guys are doing. And just for, you know, a minute, let's just like send love and light to all of all the doctors and nurses and facility and people, the cleaner, the, you know, the people back, back in the back cleaning and keeping everything COVID safe. There's so many involved with helping us stay healthy. Um, and I appreciate that. 
I just wanted to shout that out to everybody. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I get on these little wild hairs going, whoosh, here we go. Um, Wendy, when you talk about confident patient or confident caregiver, what does that look like? So, you know, I think we all kind of envy when we see someone, you know, feeling and acting confident in a situation. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that somebody knows everything about a situation. I mean, specialists in their medical field don't know everything about anything. It really is about having the strength to ask questions if you don't know something, to try to pull together the right people either on your medical team and or in your community, your support system. You know, you can't choose what medical issue you're dealing with, but you can choose who helps you and who's surrounding you, um, you know, in your community. So really it's about asking questions, making sure that you have a plan, you know, do some research in advance, you know, like think about your questions and write them down. It's really hard for us to try to remember questions and take in new information, right? So there's a lot of really specific strategies we describe so that people can feel confident, even though you're not going to know everything. It's also about, you know, asking the, you know, asking questions. And sometimes people say, I don't even know where to start. You can even start by saying, you know, I have a daughter who's 11 years old. If, if someone's describing something, you know, not everyone went to medical school. If someone's describing something that I don't feel comfortable with, and maybe I don't want to say, I don't know what that means. Maybe I say, you know, I really want to be able to describe this to all my family members. Can you describe this in a way that my 11-year-old will understand? So there are a lot of ways of trying to get more information, pulling together the right people, both on your medical team and in your community. Well, really, it will increase your confidence because even though you're not going to know everything, you're going to have a plan and you're going to know what you can do to feel more confident, to have more information and to make the most informed decisions. And then in your book, are there, do you outline questions for people? Like, yes, here's some questions and, okay. There's, there's, um, there's a whole appendix of um, sample questions to ask. And so some of them might be, you know, do you, do you know what my diagnosis is yet? Or are we still determining that? Um, it, you know, are you recommending any tests? If so, what are they? What are we looking for? What do we hope the results are? Who will communicate those results to me? If I have questions, who do I ask? So we kind of go through in different situations, some sample questions, and you can use them as, as exactly as they're written, or you can tweak them to your own. There's a number of, of questions that someone should ask before a surgery, mm-hmm. after a surgery, um, before being discharged from the hospital. It's just a really important time to be sure you want to get out of there usually. Someone's like, get me, I'm ready to go home, but that's a really critically important time to know what the next steps are and who to call if you have any questions. I think so too. Um, I know <laughs> when I went into surgery, I don't know, five years ago, I blew out my ACL. So I had to get knee surgery, you know, and I'm like, okay, what's recovery time? And they're like, oh, six to eight months. And I'm like going, okay, you know, so eight months. And I'm like going, oh, my knee still hurts and this and that. And I'm going back to the doctor and he's like, so how old are you? I go, what does age have to do with it? And he goes, the older you are, the longer it takes for you to, to feel better and to rehab and everything. And I'm like, you knew my age six months ago. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that then? Because you're older, it's going to take longer for rehab, you know, or for you to feel better. And it was like two years until my knee finally felt good. But things, I, I think sometimes not 
just doctors in general. And, you know, they're just, they assume we know stuff. Well, I mean, we do talk about this also. Like it is just, it's very common for anyone in any industry to use the jargon and the acronyms, right? So I do think even those that are in healthcare who are used to communicating with people, it's not a bad thing to say, hey, let's pump the brakes. Let's take a step back. I need to know more specifically what that means. I need to understand better what the side effects are. Can you please help me more understand my recovery time and contributing factors that may that may um, affect that? Yeah, I think sometimes. And to me, it's asking the right questions where I will always be like going, if something's foreign to me or new, I don't know what questions to ask. Because mm-hmm. I've never been in this situation before. Right. And I'm sure you guys run into this all the time, Beth, right? Like, Absolutely. And, and that's why it's always good to have someone else with you. Because, you know, they tell you you need, you know, surgery to replace your ACL. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, I, you know, I got to take my daughter here and my son here. And, and this, I don't have time for this right now. And like the doctor's still talking. Well, you have just missed everything that they just said. So, um there's so many reasons why you should bring someone to the doctor's uh, appointment to help you remember what they said. And then also, you know, write down your questions before you go and and tell your, your companion, like, listen, I don't want to leave until I have these questions answered because you, you they may give you some information that floors you and you're just like, well, what, I, I totally forgot what, what, why I'm even here right now. So yes, that does happen all the time. See, and that's good to know. And I was just thinking like, I don't know if I could drag a friend in with me to the doctors, but with technology, you have phones that can record. And so if you just say, is it okay if I record this conversation to help me remember? And some, sometimes people, um, they will, they will not allow you to record, um, for legality reasons. Um, but some do. So just know that that might be something that, um, you might get pushback on, um, but every every hospital, every doctor's office has has different rules. But just just know that. But they are definitely allowing people to call a friend and say, "Listen, FaceTime here right now and FaceTime or just over the phone. Like, can you just listen to this while you know? Maybe they don't need to hear the whole thing, but maybe you know the last five minutes with the plan. That's when you have them on the phone. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, and that's the thing. I love to always think, okay, outside the box. You know, if you're by yourself, if you're you know. What can we do? You can call from the from the the room meeting with the doctor. Um, if they allow, you can ask prior to the you know appointment. Hey, is it okay if I record? I yep. think that would be something that you know a patient can go in and just knowing what they're they're allowed to do prior also would take away that stress because the doctors are you know you're there because something's up, right? right. Sometimes your anxiety and you get. Ah! scared, nervous to death, not sure what's going on. So, oh, listeners, stay tuned. We have been speaking with Beth and Wendy about healthcare and the questions we can ask when we go into the doctor's office and not being afraid to get second opinions and coming back and asking again, what can we do? Or this is the diagnosis and it's not the same as what you told me. So help me understand. It's okay to question. We'll be right back after this message. Follow 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth. Live now and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Paths Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. I am so excited to announce the Now or Never Diamond Ignite Retreat. It's happening October 7th through the 10th in Park City, Utah. Now is the time to find the diamond within you. Discover the freedom to achieve your dreams and your true authenticity by creating the life you want to have. So you can go to my website, shinenowornever.com, click on the retreat. All the information is there. If you have questions, feel free to email me at karen at shinenowornever.com. And I'm just, I'm so excited for this retreat. So I invite all my listeners to check it out, see what you think. Right now we're still COVID. We're going to be COVID safe. We're going to wear masks. We're going to take on you know, just be as safe as we can. We have space in this huge house in Park City. It's absolutely beautiful. So anyway, just wanted to shout that out to my listeners and people who are watching at this time. And we are back with um, Wendy and Beth, and we've been talking about healthcare. And they have their, their business, Two by Two Health. And during break, I was talking about, okay, what's our next step? What do we want to deep dive down into and just kind of open up a little bit more than what we've talked about all already? And everything has been so um, inf- um, informational, informative, informative. And I loved that. Um, but there's, there's something that's dear to my heart, and that's um, caring for aging parents. 
And I was telling these both beautiful, dazzling women today that, you know, where were you two years ago? <laughs> Five years ago when I started um, working with my parents as they became older and they both suffered with dementia and Alzheimer's and, you know, watching my dad pass away. And then a year and a half later, my mom passing away, but trying to get them into a facility. And I lost three, <laughs> three deposits on my mom because she was so stubborn. And I was the only one there trying to, you know, transfer her over. And it was such a learning, growing experience. And I'm just like, oh, okay, how can you help someone like me going through with the aging parents and trying to help them make the plans and moving from 55? There's a lot of 55 plus um, places, facilities being built right now where it goes 55 and then assistant living and then into the, you know, um, not Alzheimer care, what they call that? Memory care. Memory care. Thank you. Yeah. So how, how can, what's your advice? Yeah, you know, having someone in a family that there's a go-to and knowing what your family's, your parents' wishes are is really helpful and knowing what kind of person that they are and what they would like. Um, I think that's really, really helpful. Um, so starting early rather than later, um, you know, in, a, in, in an area that they're comfortable with, they have um, friends and places where they can see their children and grandchildren. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um I wish that all of everybody is open to it as what you're saying. Like it's, it's never as easy as just come on, mom and dad, we're, you know, we're going to move you over here. Like there's a lot of pushback and it's not time for me to go. And um, it's very frustrating and it's hard for the families because the families think that they're doing the right thing and they probably are doing the right thing. But you know, the, the parents feel like they're somebody is making them do something kind of like your children. And it's kind of like, they're reverting back to a child like when, and you're thinking logically, you know, so it is, it's very difficult. Um, Wendy, do you have any more suggestions? Well, I I know that when we've worked with families going through this, you know, we try to have, like Beth mentioned, um, the, the, the parents as involved as possible, really trying to determine what their priorities are so that they're at least a part of the discussion. It's it's not an easy transition for anyone. And I think that over the last two, two years, it's been even more challenging because of the potential for social isolation. So I think that really being aware of different ways that we can all stay connected and, and just trying to involve them as early as possible in the process. Sometimes um, what we've done is maybe start with something even less than moving. Maybe first it's starting with just having some assistance um, in the home with, you know, so that the other parent maybe has some respite and can get out and maybe um, go for a walk or grab a, you know, a bite to eat with some friends while maybe somebody helps just to make sure the other person is safe and, or maybe picks up some groceries or does some light cleaning. So sometimes it's almost like developing a plan and saying, what can we do? What's a first step? Knowing that ultimately we're probably going to need to keep evolving and changing our plan, knowing that needs change over time. It, it's really hard because many people are so geographically spread out now these days. And even if you're not, even if you live next door, you know, many of us have our own responsibilities with our children and 
our jobs and everything that goes along with that. So it really is a tough balance. I think it's important to know that, you know, anyone dealing with this is not alone. And we've really got to take care of ourselves in this process too. Because if we wear ourselves out, we're not going to be able to do a good job taking care of our parents or the rest of our lives. It's really challenging. So um, on your website, like if my listeners wanted to like pull up your website and see, Mm -hmm. do you have like outlines for caregiving for parents? Um, So um, we have some, so we have the video series that I mentioned earlier, and there is a lot of information on that. Uh, We also have links to some of the interviews that we've done. We've done um, some um, Facebook live uh, interactions with AARP of Illinois and AARP of Colorado. So there are some resources um, definitely that can be, no, we don't exact the way you're describing it. We don't have um, points yeah. points by, um, by diagnosis or anything like that. I, I think that's a really good idea though. <laughs> um, but there are a number of resources that you can see. Um, and then we also on um, Facebook, two by two health uh, Facebook account, we um, do a lot of um, um, vetting of different organizations and post some of their resources as well, because um, many organizations are really focusing on this um, because it's just so critically important. Mm-hmm. Um, and each state has their programs because we had, like you said, my parents were in their home, but I had um, visiting angels come in. So contacted, okay, what source can I have people come in? And just like you said, had someone come in, take care of my dad so I could take my mom out to lunch. And that was hard on my mom. Mm-hmm. She wants some stranger, some young girl with my dad. So like all of a sudden, like personalities come out with your parents. I'm like, I need to write a book about it. Like seriously, it was, it blew my mind. I'm like, mom, it's okay. It's, we're, you know, she's here on service and helping us. We can go and enjoy our lunch. And the whole time she's like, um, but there's such are, an adjustment. It is an adjustment, and allowing a stranger into your home um, was very hard for her. And that happens. And so, you know, things like that happen. We had Meals on Wheels come, you know, to provide food because my mom would leave the stove on or they would forget to eat. And if I, you know, I was over there every day checking on them. And like you said, it it was it was draining trying mm-hmm. to be their caregiver, running my business and taking care of my family and have time for me. I was like going, <laughs> yeah, I'm swimming here. <laughs> no, I'm like felt drowning, right? It's, it's hard. It is. And so if, if people are looking t- for help and they live in another state, you both could help them somehow, correct? So we Well, that's one of the reasons that we wrote the book, actually, The Confident Patient, because um, I'm not from Chicago. I still have a lot of close family members and friends in Pennsylvania. And I was like, we wouldn't be able to be with them in person. There are certainly patients that we've helped remotely, definitely. But that's one of the reasons we wrote The Confident Patient, because we wanted somebody to have a tangible guide that they could use, um, even without us physically being there. Yeah. So... But you would do like if people called and said, hey, I need your help. Can I hire you from another state? Can you walk me through? Like you have that type of where you can help people, right? Absolutely. Yes. 
And I think that's really important because, I mean, nowadays you're not really just with COVID and everything, everything's Zoom call, right? So <laughs> we're wearing a mask doing Zoom calls, but um, I think that's important that the, the listeners understand no matter where you're living, you can still reach out to um, Wendy and Beth and ask these questions and hire them from a distance. Yes? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're not alone is what they're saying. You are not alone on this, this healthcare journey. We have concierge to help you get through life. And um, before we close, is there one, is there advice that you could give the listeners, like if they're struggling or going through something right now, whether it's themselves being terminally sick or working with aging parents, you know, kind of like the cheerleader little fan cry, what would you tell them? I I would tell people to accept offers of help. I think it's in our human nature that we say, oh, no, 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 I got it. Just say yes. And sometimes be specific about what your needs are. Um, if, If somebody is going through something and you can say, instead of saying, is there anything I can do? You're probably going to hear no. But if you say, I could help pick up your kids from school. I could run to the grocery store, or I could get you a hot cup of soup from the deli down the street. Does one of those things or more of those things sound good to you? It might be easier for them to say yes to that. (laughs) That's very important. It's okay to say yes. It's okay to accept help from other people. Um, Thank you for sharing that. Beth, what about for you? Yeah, I think asking questions and knowing that it's okay when you go to a restaurant and they tell you, you know, this is the sauce. I mean, I would say to them, well, what, tell me a little bit more about that sauce. Um, It's okay to ask questions when you go to the doctor, when they say you have X, Y, and Z to say, okay, really, like Wendy said earlier, I I, I need to explain this to my 11 year old. How, tell me more about that. Like, don't, don't feel bad. This is a completely different area. Uh, I see people, you know, very educated um, in one area of life, not understand healthcare and how it works or the disease process. So ask questions and you're going to feel better about it. Um, the, and the doctors are going to respect you for asking. Um, so it's okay. Just, just ask and just so you can feel more comfortable. Both, both of those are great advice. So just say yes and ask questions. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And I appreciate both of your, your, your words of advice and your knowledge and the wisdom that you have and for you both taking the opportunity to write a book that you can help people like me and the listeners with all you're like the encyclopedia concierge the help concierge encyclopedia. It's like you know you guys have covered all bases plus you've experienced it with your own patients and your clients that you're working with and to me that is really important thank you both for being on the show today Remember, listeners, our affirmation of the day was, I am peace. The breath is a gift of life. Choose now and live. Remember, this world is not for sissies, and we are here to experience our own story as we each walk our personal journey. Have an amazing day, and thank you for choosing to be here now. Until next week, sending you all love and light. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Now or Never, The Choice is Yours can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll join us again soon. 